themselves and 360 the world. Jamie Neal, the host, asks many questions about their mindset and how they fundamentally operate their world and the world around them. Hello and welcome back to 360 Yourself. I hope you're having a beautiful morning. Um, it is a bit rainy at the moment. It's a bit dry in the, uh, in the air. Uh, the sun isn't out and you know obviously that I always talk about the weather and how I'm affected by it. Um, and if you are getting slightly ill, making sure that you are doing your meditation, making sure you are doing um, all you can with like green teas and soups and all that sort of thing to keep your body in check and your mind in check. Because obviously it starts with you first before you even venture out into the world. Um, so talking about uh, venture out into the world, I've got a brilliant guest for you today. Um, she is the new business co-coordinator at uh, Pretty Bird. Um, and this phrase, I love what she says. She says, I like to meet people with pure passion, a killer eye for detail, and who can move me with narrative. I mean, she's been around a long time within the kind of um, production world and kind of music videos and film and TV and advertising and branded content. Uh, she's just like one of these sort of people that is super, super, super driven but also I believe she's very humble and knows where she's come from. And she's been on like uh, UK Music Video Award judge in 2018. She's a DA and DA uh, Swift judge in 2018 also. She's been like a judge on a lot of massive, massive platforms. So I want you to give it up for Mia Powell. How are you doing, Mia? Oh, thank you, Jamie. Yes, I'm really well, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm gorgeous. I mean, as, as I was saying, like the, the weather isn't that great at the moment and I'm really affected by the weather, but I'm keeping my positivity up and just enjoying life. And, and got, I mean, in my house, I've got loads of flowers and plants and that really helps me when the, the sky is a bit grey and rainy. Me too. I love the pop of colour in the house. Mine looks somewhat like a uh, just garden forest um, at the moment, but yeah, it's it's good to keep upbeat with the the, flor the flora and the fauna. <laughs> yeah, you. whereabouts are you at the base at the moment? Um, so I'm in my my little one bed flat, um, just past Stratford. So still still London based, and it's been quite lucky actually. Um, oh, lovely! So, so I, I I never I, it's funny because I never um, I've always been like east, but I've never been east east, and I know there's like the Stratford, which is the hotel there, and I've always wanted to visit that side of London but I, I've gone there a couple of times a couple of years ago but I never really ventured but it's such a beautiful place oh no yeah it's uh, definitely uh, still up and coming uh, I wouldn't say that everything's gorgeous around this area but I love a bit of rough and ready uh, mixed in with this sort of gentrification the Stratford I would definitely recommend going to um, went to a fantastic restaurant the other week called Allegra yeah same as Park Plug definitely go there it's really really good um, but yeah, no, come come venture out this way. We've got some lovely parks and uh, forest areas. And have so. you have you always have you always been that side of London, or did you ever live in like South or West or anything? 
Um, I'm, I've always been, um, well, I, I'm not originally a London native. I'm actually from West Sussex, but um, when I moved to London when I was 18, I've always been East London, always been in the grottier side of <laughs> East London. Yeah. And when it gets a bit gentrified, I moved to another little, little grotty area. Um, I love I love the culture around this this space, and, um, you know, it's, it's just filled with fascinating little pockets of culture. So, yeah. London is not my my native ground, but yes, East London till I die now, I think. Yeah, I'm like that. I used to live in uh, Richmond in West London, and I lived there for about four or five years. Don't know why I lived there. And it was just so a bit dry. It's lovely, but it's a bit dry. And then I moved to like Shoreditch, and it literally changed my entire way of thinking and life. And I was like, oh my God, this is where I need to be. This is where I need need to be. This is where my energy is. And it's, mm. my, it's one of my best friends actually told me that uh, if you step outside your door and you're not where you need to be, you need to move. And, I, and this, this was the def- deciding factor because I was always going like an hour, like a, a train for like an hour and a bit to get to Shoreditch from, from Richmond. And I was like, well, I'm stepping outside my house every single day and I'm never here. It's not where I need to be. I need to be in Shoreditch. I need to be in East where the energy is, the creativity is. Uh, and, and I did that and I think that's what you need to do in life I think sometimes people put themselves in places that actually that not doesn't resonate with their soul doesn't resonate with their soul and need to be where their soul is absolutely and nothing changes if nothing changes so you've got to just put that ball in motion and get it done yeah, so, yeah. for sure and so so you've been, you've been like around in the, in the kind of advertising music world and business world for a while now. And I want to know where it all happened. Did you always wanted to go into business? Was you a creator beforehand? Was you like some people I've had talked to people that who are engineers and suddenly they're going to become, I don't know, writers. And I just find it fascinating, that kind of hybrid of skills. Where, where did it all start from? Mm, well, I'm... Um... It's, it's quite fascinating, actually. I, I did a combined honours degree in photography and forensic science, so cool. um, very different career path to what I'm doing now. I wanted to take pictures of dead people, which sounds a bit morbid. Uh, it's definitely morbid. Um, and just realised that that wasn't quite right for my personality type. I'm hyper-creative, um, love painting in my own time as well. So um, actually used to be in adverts as a child so I think oh it all, yeah <laughs> all from there you know I was never gonna get out of the industry once you once you have a taste for this kind of lifestyle it, it I think it stays with you so, um, so, so it just resonated with me and I, I found my way back so how did you how, did you how did you get in how did you how did you go I'm gonna study photography and science and take pictures mm. of dead people and then go you know what I don't really think this is great for me I'm gonna go into more like business and, and, and advertising <laughs> I'm just crazy like that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm very driven by my passions and what fascinates me. And at the time, I just had this overwhelming sensation that, you know, biology and photography were things that I wanted to pursue. And, you know, in in light of uni, I think you, you do find yourself and you, you're, you're still so young. I don't really think you do know what you want to do. This um, is very true, yeah. Do you, fi- do, you fi- do you find that there's, there's transferable schools in anything? Because obviously, like, you didn't study, like, business and marketing and then you are now like one the, the head of new business do you feel like it doesn't really kind of matter what you study as long as you've kind of got the right attitude and you want to learn you can make your way into any kind of role you want absolutely yes i think everything has transferable skills you know when i was growing up i worked at mcdonald's so i think it really, there's, there's you know, you'll find skills in 
whichever sort of avenue you, you choose to pursue and it's just about um you know finding a path and, and and going with it and you know i was very fortunate to to go on the iris potential scheme um a year out of uni which which basically led me onto the path that i am on today so i'm very grateful for that for that opportunity to kind of steer me in the right direction and put me on the right path but yeah absolutely transferable skills are across any kind of career choice and i think there is no point in your career where you 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 have to say oh you know i if you want to try something new, do it. You know, I don't think there's ever a char- uh, ever a point in your career where you can say, "Oh, it's it's just too I'm just too far down the line to, to change anything." So, yeah, I just kind of had that motivation to come back to advertising. I had such a big passion for it, and I'm just very very glad that I did because uh, it worked out quite well. <laughs> yeah, and and what and what do your family do? What what are they? What, are they creative? Are they business people? What do they do? Gosh, I couldn't be further away from my, either one of my parents' uh, career choices. So my dad uh, owns his own business doing auto body work on cars. And my mum works in banking, so she, she works at HSBC. So very different. Neither one are particularly creative. I think when I was born, they didn't know what the hell to do with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, thank, thank, very thankful for them supporting me throughout my crazy ventures and uh, artistic lifestyle. Yeah, it's it's I I've always find it fascinating that people how what like it's it's sort of like if you are like born into it like in and it's in your sort of DNA or it's kind of nurtured into you. I always find it's fascinating your surround like we're always we always talk about what our surroundings. Like if you are very ambitious pe- pe- a person, you want to be surrounded by ambitious people and like people who are going to push you forward and it's the same thing for your family like what is your family's kind of values and ethics and do they n- nourish you to be more successful and to push you into avenues or they're more like okay this is the this is the kind of point and this is this is, this is kind of like acceptable or like because my family i'm from a very i'm very very small village town and so sometimes i say i want to do this this and this and like they're kind of like but why like like what why 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 is not like at some point this enough and I'm like why is that enough like it's a very different when you live in a village it's a very small thing because it's all about just comfort like as soon as you're comfortable why do you need to have more yeah and stability yeah no I I totally get that I mean I I come from a town which is about hundred thousand people population so also quite small I guess um but no I think it's it's definitely the drive and ambition that I see in, in them and I think it's part of the DNA of who we are as people, we always strive for more, and I feel like at every stage of my life, they're like, "Okay, what's next?" And I was like, "Oh shit, okay, well, what is next?" And mm. you know, so it's it has been kind of ingrained into me uh, as sort of the oldest from my sort of generation of, of the family. I've kind of always been the spearhead of, "Okay, what's going on? What are you doing there? What's next?" So um, mm. yeah, it's it's very much the motivation from my parents, but also myself to just kind of keep going and keep pushing forward um even if they have absolutely no idea relationship yeah with what i do you know they're still they're still egging me on which is it's very sweet yeah what's um um where's so what is your um what's what they call it um a star sign what is your star sign oh i like this question i'm a virgo oh you're Um, virgo okay interesting what's your star sign gemini 
Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm really, really into star signs, and I look at the traits of the the star signs, and I look at the person. And I'm like, you're definitely a star sign of the, of that. <laughs> and I, I, I truly, truly believe that whatever star sign you are, you can't really escape these the trip the traits of this person, whether your weaknesses or strengths. Um, and it, it happens when I meet people as friends, or I'm on a date, or whatever. I just go. Ah, like I know, the, I know the kind of energy type of like a a certain star sign that I know is going to work with mine, even before yeah. I kind of I meet, I meet them, which is a bit which is a bit silly, but I always believe that the star signs are so accurate. I, I just believe it. Well, yeah, no, totally. I, I I'm I wouldn't say I'm I'm an avid follower, but I definitely am interested in it, and I I do always ask what people's star signs are as well. Not that I'm like a keen follower but it always intrigues me because I absolutely agree I think character traits do run through the sort of star signs and I, I find it super fascinating as well um so would you say that I'm intrinsically Virgo or what what's your what's your vibe on me <laughs> um, I, th- I think half and half like because I don't know like yeah I'd say half and half you're pretty much a Virgo I'd say by but I mean but it's it's difficult over uh, like, an, like a Zoom call because like there's something about being in the space with people that you get you read their energy. You can't really read energy over a Zoom call. You can only read like pattern tones in their vocal folds. So it's very difficult to actually read what your I don't know what you're feeling or what the energy is. It's like I tried to explain my to my my family the other day what what energy is. Because my mum's super, super religious, and I was like, "So you, you, you do believe that like there's there's energy lines through through the in, through the world, and like when planets and stars move, they're sending energy waves to the the space and universe. So you know when you get like a negative feeling about someone, it's not it's not like I don't know how to explain it. It's not because of like what they've done. You just have a that they're, they're sending a certain energy out." So when people go like, I don't believe in the universe, so I don't believe in like energy comes around. But when you get a bad feeling about someone, that's the same energy. I I think yeah, transparency of energy is definitely a thing. Sorry, my dishwasher has decided to be really loud. So sorry if you can hear that. <laughs> no, no, we can't hear it. No. Awkward. Um, no, transparency of energy, absolutely. Um, I feel like the the law of attraction is definitely a thing as well, and you know, whatever vibrations you put out into the world will come back to you. And I, I feel that's the same with any kind of energy output, um, good or bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with, with what, what, what you say in that. In that yeah. And, bec- and because you're very, f- I would say, w- not now, but you were very forward facing with clients. And you would, are you assuming you would meet clients and new people all the time? So you have to be reading energy quite a lot absolutely yeah it's very intuitive i think it it, ta- it takes a certain type of person to be able to read and understand uh body language and emotion and, and and how to react to certain things and also just how to be um i wouldn't say that i'm a total chameleon i'm very true to myself when i am with people and it's kind of like a marmite situation you either think oh she's great or fucking hell she's way too much but <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> i think that's kind of the beauty and the magic in it is being intuitive and being able to understand and relate to people um which is it's, it's definitely a, a special skill that yeah. not everyone necessarily has and it's very very uh, important i guess in my role particularly because it's all about trust and, and making relationships and, and, and building 
building those out to create fantastic work. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very strange how people, some people just have no idea that they don't possess this skill when they think they do. Like, I find it really, really fascinating because someone's like, I'm really good with people. Oh, like I'm a people person. And then you watch them, you watch them in a social situation. You're like, you, how do you know? Like, no, you can't read the situation at all. And I find, and, but it's, all, it's also like, what, how do you build a skill like that? That's, that's also an interesting question. How do you build those sort of skills? It's a very interesting question. Well, I think it is part of intuition. It's part of observation. And some people are just highly analytical. And I think uh, if you're completely oblivious to what's going around in your surroundings, that means you're very much in your own head. So it could be a case that they are very intuitive and they are personable. But in that particular moment, they could be quite self-indulged and, and looking inwardly instead of uh, seeing all the the sort of outward pointers or notes or, or things that would help read the room mm-hmm. or the situation. And I think that's just a case-by-case situation. Sometimes I'm completely in my own head and, you know, it's really hard to, to read a room. But I think it's purely observation. Like, I absolutely love people watching and uh, I could sit on a bench all day and just, you know, make up fictitious stories of people uh, as they will pass me <laughs> but um, I just find it I, I just find you know humanity is so fascinating um so yeah I think part of the skill is being able to really embrace yourself in other people's worlds um and yeah assess who they are um yeah it's but, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a I, w- I wish we could do more people watching well I mean because there's the whole social yeah so social distance and all that sort of thing at the moment but it's it's really important to look at other people and go also what what they're not doing wrong but what you would do differently and then you implement this into your own life and i find that really fascinating like how people operate within like for instance if you go to a coffee shop and you you just watch someone order a coffee and they interact with someone that they don't know um, who's serving them coffee you can read so much by the way that they interact with the server and the way that they don't say please or thank you all those sort of things and I find that really fascinating how like we have all these sort of like social identities and uh, uh, what are called not levels what you, what you call it like um, statuses and you watch someone what you think they're going to be like when you see them like standing in the queue how they how they hold themselves and what sort of thing and then they and then they, then they start speaking and the way, the way that their body language is towards someone that they don't know who they think is just a server but a, a barista. You can tell a lot by that person. Yeah, um, I think that's just rude and the, they have no decorum. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I, I, see it all, I, see it, I see it all the time though when I, when I go order my coffee and stuff and then people just don't say please or thank you or they're too impatient or they don't give them any time or attention and all, they, all these people want to do is just serve you a good cup of coffee. it's really it's really shit i i hate stuff like that it really does quite grind my gears you know it just need a little bit more empathy in the world and you know be a much nicer place Uh, but no i completely agree um i think yeah it's weird hierarchy thing going on there Um, yeah because you because you might you must see it though within your business uh, relationships with people that when who are people who are like really really high up and you must see it from a from that sort of point of view when they when you feel like they're not they're not as humble as they probably could be. 
gosh. Well, I think there's quite a lot of egos in my industry, so it's hard to say whether that's down to the hierarchy or just their own bravado. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's a really hard thing to say, especially with advertising, because you're constantly selling yourself, you're constantly putting on, um, you know, your best version of yourself, and sometimes that that can uh, negatively impact you. You might come across a bit brazen or a bit too. Uh, egotistical and it's it's just it's really hard toeing the line between what is humble, candid, confident, uh, and all of the above. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's pretty wild. But yeah, of course, I come into contact with some pretty great, uh, pretty interesting, interesting, yeah, interesting characters. Uh, yeah, characters. <laughs> I, I I always find that when I've had like a too much of that of that world for the day, I always go to cooking. Cooking for me is always a great way of de-stressing, just to go. You know what? I've had so much contact with these people, Zoom calls, cooking for me is like a way just to relax. What's your kind of like way of relaxing when you've had like a very stressful day or too much energy coming at you? Um, I, I love cooking myself, you know, I love cooking for people. It's it's uh, not the same experience when you're just cooking for yourself and going, mm, well done, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do love cooking. I feel like you, you put a little bit of love into every dish that you make and, and I think that's really rewarding. Um, I'm definitely a giver and I love feeding people. And I also love cooking shows. I, You know, I'm a very serious person at times, but... I'll put on Nailed It on Netflix, which is just completely mind-numbing and very stupid. What, and what is it? It's, just, it's the worst baking show in the world. It's awful. It's amazing. It's amateur bakers who have to create extraordinary cakes that are just completely out of their, their remit and they're up their depth and they just make these atrocious cakes and it's just really funny. Um, it sounds, it is utter trash TV though, like Jamie, please don't. It's fine. It's fine though. You need, you need trash TV sometimes just to like n numb your brain from like thinking all day. So I understand. Yeah, that's not every day, but you know, <laughs> hard days. I no, I've been recommending, I've been recommending to watch um, Selling Sunset on Netflix. Oh no, no, but that's, that's uh, a bit too far for me to <laughs> Yeah, I only watch one piece of trash. Uh, no. So what, what would be what would be your sig if I came to your house? What would be your sig signature dish? Oh, I have a couple. I make a really good uh, spaghetti bolognese. Oh um, man, yeah. I make a fantastic eight-hour slow-cooked uh, short beef rib. Right. Uh, with mashed potato and vegetables. Um, they're my two great oh and a fantastic race you can't go wrong with a no with, uh, so with with the with the bolognese do you do like a two like an hour and a half two hour thing where you like you let it sit you put the milk in the cream and all that sort oh, of yeah, thing yeah, the proper yeah yeah, yeah. real real ragu is made and it, yeah it burns my it burns my soul when um when people say I'm gonna cook bolognese and I come round and then they're like and then within twenty minutes it's landed on my plate and I'm like but that's not bolognese oh. though. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's not how you do it. <laughs> it needs to real pour it out. And the best thing is when it's uh, sat there for a, a few hours and then you go back to it the next day and you're like, oh, it's even better. Um, yeah, so bol yeah, it's good for the soul. Bol yeah, bolognese left over from the night before hand is the best thing. Bolognese. I think that's just a bit awful when people do that, and I'm like, you clearly are not Italian. You clearly have no. You don't know how to do a bolognese. 
Yeah, I learned from the OGs, uh, fortunately. So, yeah, staying true to the, not that I'm Italian, but um, yeah, staying true to the recipe. <laughs> yeah, because I, I lived with Italians for three years. So, I, I, I learned so much about Italian food. And Italy is one of my favorite, favorite places. And anyone who do, does know me knows how much bolognese is my favorite dish. You know that? You know that question that people say if you were your dying wish, whether and you were whatever going to turn over, what would be your last meal? It would actually be bolognese. Oh, the death row meal, hey? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> uh, would it? Okay, that's interesting. What my, I, I, I do love. I'd, I'd want something really. I, I, I go to a really fantastic Japanese place in Soho, Soho called Dozo. I would definitely have their spicy beef ramen as my last dish because it's absolutely sensational. Would recommend. Ooh, ooh, that was a nice little plug there for that for that little restaurant. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could have it though. I'm unfortunately I, uh, I I can't have spice. I'm allergic to spice, so oh. rules out many many dishes for me. Unfortunately, which is very frustrating. So so I, I like to stick stick to Italian because it actually doesn't have that much spice. <laughs> Oh, bless you. I know, I know. So what 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 so what else? If you if you if you were out in the countryside, do you go to the countryside that much? What what do you do what else do you do to that just relax and chill out and like be creative and stuff? Um yeah, love country walks. Um I I try to walk about six miles a day. We've got Wolfen Forest just near me, um in Epping Forest, so that's kind of a daily excursion that I like to do, just clear my head, spend about an hour um in the in the fresh air which is really quite grounding um very therapeutic i paint as well so i like painting but that takes up a little bit of different energy so sometimes it's not the, the right thing to do when i'm trying to relax but uh the countryside is fantastic every every opportunity i can i'm out you know kayaking or hiking or bike riding um i'm, I'm quite a gi jane when it comes to come to it actually nice um but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great it's great to go on little excursions and yeah, my family are pretty much in the countryside, so not that I visit them often, but yeah, it's it's I feel that's why I'm quite attuned to to the open sort of fieldy landscape. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's something about like London, like as much as we have like nature parks and we have like London fields and and High Park and Hampstead Heath and stuff. There's something about going. I don't know, not back to you, I mean, if you're from the country, like back to your roots, back to kind of like the country and like where like the sheep it, sheep it are and cows and like rivers and stuff. There's something such a, so I've only realised as I got older how much I enjoy being around water. And as crazy as that sounds, I really, I'm such a, I can be around sea, river, anything like that, waterfalls, and I feel really content about life. And it's just it just it's just a, a it's like a switch that just puts in me, and I and I'm really really content. So, I say to you, what what makes you content in life? What 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 do you need to be surrounded by to make you feel content? That's such an ominous question, Jamie. Gosh, um, <laughs> what makes me content? Um, you know, just being able to support my friends and family, and you know, feeling like. I have a place in this world to, to do some good. Um, that fills me with such joy and purpose. And I think purpose and contentment are very much interlinked. So yeah, and I love, I'm a party girl, so I love having a good time as well. I think this is the what, whole- This is what yeah. we're missing, parties at the moment. Sorry to intervene, parties, oh man, parties. parties. 
Yeah, no, I do. I do miss them a, a lot. Um, my, I'm a major extrovert, so it has been very tough this this past uh, five months. But uh, it's fine. We prevail. We we do other things and socially distance stuff. And I think you know you can get your kicks elsewhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, in the club. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But as soon as the part, as soon as the clubs are open, I think it's just gonna be a, people. I think people are just gonna go absolutely insane. I think people just go absolutely crazy. Or it could be the other way that people are so used to like not going out and just going for drinks and having dinner inside that they'll be like, yeah, I'll kind of go out when I want to feel like going out. Oh, for sure. I mean, dry jam, how, however, well, I, I don't know which way you usually go, but I'm usually a blowout kind of girl after a dry jam, which uh, I think will show how I'll probably be at the end of quarantine. It's going to be a blowout as opposed to an indoctrinated sort of lol <laughs> but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how people react um post post pandemic yeah it's the, the one thing that i i that i miss at the moment and and have been for the last couple of months is like meeting people and i, I know that this is something that you do constantly and you, and you say you're an extrovert i love love meeting new people and finding out what makes them them what makes them tick what what's their interests and and finding out all these brilliant things and i think this is why the podcast as well speaking to all these brilliant people that i speak to i just find i, I learn so much from people and the more about myself and i think that is the thing that i will increase more as the lockdown ha- um, eases off and we can travel more is that tra- it's actually just go out and meet and constantly keep meeting more people and travel more yeah yes um absolute must to keep expanding your network and and finding new access points uh, to learn and to grow as people um so yeah it's, it's it's been very interesting but i'm still pushing through i think linkedin is an amazing place it's like my new instagram it's like my new place where i hang out um, <laughs> there's a party going so, on at linkedin yeah party over on linkedin uh so lame um but it's it is fun i feel like there is a uh, more openness to connectivity. I'm so sorry about my dishwasher; it's really bad. No, we can't hear um, it. No, it's fine. But there, but, but, but there is more openness to connectivity online now, which I think is fantastic. You know, moving into 2020, I think, um, you know, there are more than there's more than one way to skin a cat. I feel like networking doesn't necessarily have to be face to face to have real connections with people. Uh, it's just about finding that 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 sort of bridge of commonality and. Uh, yeah, so I think it's still possible to meet uh, new people. It's just we're, we're working in very different ways right now. Yeah, and 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 what would you say just to finalise? Because I'm I'm loving this conversation, and I'd love to know what <laughs> like what what would be your kind of phrase? What would be one thing that you give back to someone in terms of like how you live your life, whether it's a quote or a phrase? How do you kind of yeah? How do you get up in the morning? What's your kind of motivation? Oh, um, well. You know, I I mentor quite a few um, students, aspiring people trying to get into the industry. And I would say what motivates me is to never compare yourselves to others. Um, We're all on our own journeys, going at our own pace. So, you know, whether that's a million miles an hour or, you know, if if it's a sort of um, the hare and the tortoise situation, I think we're all going to get there in the end. Just you have to keep going keep going and push through and and that's all I can really say is just keep keep pushing for what you want to do and you will you will get there in the end um, yeah 
it's true. It's yeah. true because you've you. I'm, I I I I can see from your kind of uh, journey of, of career that you you are a very persistent person and you're very motivated. Um, <laughs> yes. So it, so it's great. It's great to speak to someone else who equally share the same kind of ideas and and and, and persistence and all this sort of thing that I I truly believe that is the key to become. Uh, a better person but also successful in, in the area that you want to become so I, I totally totally resonate and echo what you're saying there too you. about your life so I want to say thank you very very much and I, I know people are going to be um, absolutely enlightened by the conversations that we had and talk about energy and the way that we conduct ourselves and operate ourselves within our social life but also within our professional life so thank you very much for your time no, it was an absolute pleasure, Jamie. Thank you for having me, and um, I hope the rest of your day is as fabulous as our conversation just was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mia Bao. All right, brilliant. Take care. This is 360 Yourself, and I'm Jamie Neal. Thank you very much for taking a moment to listen to our wonderful guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our brilliant guest episodes. They are released every Sunday at 12pm. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts and Castro. You can also find us on Instagram at 360 underscore yourself, Twitter at yourself360 and our host at Jamie Neal JN. Thank you for listening. <laughs>